Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the March 1st edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Alan DeRitter. We always start off our show with a prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear God, thanks for the good weather. Thanks for the good sportsmanship. Thanks for just uh, just letting us be able to have a state championship with all the distractions that were going on with uh, COVID and the weather. Praying Thanksgiving for that. Pray uh, that we'll be able to continue to learn from the lessons that uh, these state championships taught us and uh, help, me to help this show to be a good uh, avenue to be able to discuss all those items and things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, everybody, uh, we're back, and uh, we uh, really enjoyed our time in Homa. I want to congratulate all the uh, Southeastern people and LHSA for putting on a really good show and uh, and and really uh, not caving in to all the pressure. To, uh, and a lot of people didn't know there was pressure from the outside to uh, – to stop all of us from having fans and having a state championship because of the social distancing issues and things of that nature. And, uh, and I thought the LHSA handled it very, very well. And so did Southeastern. And, uh, and what, what happened was just an amazing, especially the last night, it was an amazing finish. And that's really what we're going to be talking to you about today. I mean, we could talk about the winners, and of course, I want to congratulate Mount Carmel, St. Thomas More, University High, and Newman on the girls' side, and Catholic High, Holy Cross, Lusher, Charter, and Pope John Paul on the boys' side. But they've been getting congratulated um, um, ad nauseum this weekend and this week, and uh, we will be readdressing them. I want them to be able to come on the show and talk about the special year that they've had. It's a really good thing, uh, and, and I'm definitely for that. But I wanted to kind of uh, talk to you all today and have you all reflect on what we just watched. And honestly, uh, what is it we want, uh, especially as coaches? A lot of coaches listen to this show, and a lot of parents do too. Players, I hope, do. But uh, but we got to ask ourselves, when we put on our cleats uh, in October 26th, on October 26th, of course, the series programs put on, put on the cleats really uh, June 1st. Uh, to get ready for the season. And uh, when you do put on your cleats, what's the end game? What are you trying to accomplish? Okay. And a lot of people, I know what they're trying to accomplish, trying to win a state championship. And so if that's the case, then only eight teams were successful this year. And I really don't believe eight teams were the only teams, the eight teams that walked out with the first place trophy were the only teams that succeeded this year. Okay. Uh, uh, By far. And it depends how you measure success, okay? And I think it was pretty obvious uh, watching everybody competing uh, that uh, there are uh, entities out there in Louisiana soccer that view success as walking off with the first place championship. It's like second place is the is the first loser kind of at, uh, mentality. Uh, I, I get it. I do get that, okay? Um, I do get, however, that... When I was coaching the All-Star game on Saturday, we kept asking kids where they were going to play, where they were going to play, and most of them were like, 
nowhere. Okay, this was their last soccer game as a high school player and probably as a soccer player in a formal team. Okay, most of these kids are not going to play at the next level. All right, and not going to play at an attractive part of the next level. Let's put it that way. We have our Jose Portillos, our uh, our Mullins, our uh, you know people like that. I had a couple of good ones in my day and uh, in my time, and I'm hoping to have a few more. But the most most of the kids that I coach, their last formal game was their high school, the last game of their high school season. You know, and. Uh, uh, and I dare anybody to tell me that those were unsuccessful seasons, the seasons that I didn't win a state championship in. I will tell you this, really, the, the season that really stands out in my mind was a season in 96 where the uh, head coach for Dominican, Al Silvis, was my goalie. And um, there are some seasons I've totally forgotten. And seasons like that one where we were the third-place team in the Catholic League, all tied for first place, and we didn't go to the playoffs. And, uh, and we invented a wild-card system after that and it really benefited all Louisiana soccer and that team right there uh, is one of my favorite teams of all time and, uh, and we didn't go to the playoffs so what is it that qualifies whether or not you've done a good job as a coach or, or, or you've become a champion okay and I don't believe if you look at my code for soccer innovations of America I really don't believe that winning a championship makes you a champion there are people who won the championship this week okay this last week that are not champions okay now, there are people who lost that are definitely champions Okay, so what is a champion? Of course, we like good sportsmanship, but, but here's the deal. What are you going to do in order to win a game? Of course, you're trying to win a game. We all try to win the game. There's, there's no doubt about that. But are we winning to try to put the other team down? Are we winning at the cost of the other team? Are they the enemy? Okay, and I, I will tell you that my teams that I coach – club and high school the enemy is not the other team if anything the other other team is is the agent whether or not we will succumb uh, succumb to the enemy and to me the enemy is evil and failure and and failure for me is not losing the game failure to me is quitting and cheating okay uh how are you going to uh get to where you need to get to you go you can finish a game you should be able to finish a game and shake the other team's hand win or lose and just know that y'all both brought the best in each other out and um and hopefully you were able to have the discipline to not let the worst come out and that's what competition checks okay and uh um uh, uh to me, a champion is a person who has self-control, who can do their very, very best and leave it on the field and and, and not uh, try to uh, succeed at the expense of the other. Um, for example, I look up, y'all, and for those of you about to brand me as some socialist or communist, I'm neither of those by far. I'm a, I'm a Roman Catholic, and uh, I do like uh, what I have to teach in my social justice class, like um, – should there be competition? Of course there should be. Uh, McDonald's and, and Burger King need to compete to have the better French fries, okay, and let the best one win. But here's the catch. is like does McDonald's or Burger King, should their business model try to annihilate the other one, okay, off the planet Earth? And I've said this in one of my shows before. I got in a lot of trouble for this. But when I was coaching one of my other high schools, I knew I was about to play a team that – we could easily eight zero back then. You didn't have to eight zero people. You could twenty five zero people, 
And so I told the coach, come on over. We're going to give you all a clinic. I have all my boys. It was a great social learning thing because we were in two different socioeconomic groups. Uh, we were able to um, uh, give them a clinic for an hour. And then the deal was we'd play hard for f- till 4 nothing. After 4 nothing, then we spend the rest of the game uh, uh, teaching during the game what should be done, how it should be done, and whatnot. And then we have a, a tailgate afterwards, you know. It was an awesome experience, a very awesome experience, one of my best memories of my life. And we won 4 nothing, you know, and we gave them the opportunity to, like, if, if it wasn't going to be a 4 nothing, they, they could beat us, you know. Anyway, um, um, their next game, uh, look, the long and short of it, our next game, they were in the stands cheering for us. Their next game, okay, they scored a goal on a team that was a very highly ranked team. I'm not going to call them out here. That team proceeded after losing one nothing to pour 21 goals on the other team. And what happened was this principal canceled the program the next day. So what happened? You had a you, you don't have soccer growing and and and, uh, and what, you, what did you accomplish by scoring twenty one goals? Okay, uh, um, does that make you a champion? Right? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think a champion um, doesn't need to rub it into people's faces. If anything, wants to see other people excel. For the people that excel, it makes them better. You know. Um, I do respect coaches who can sit down with me after the season's over and we can compare notes. I did this, you did this. Because if you're not going to improve, if you're going to just try to do what you did the year before, then you're not going to get better. I know I'm on a high horse right now. I better start shutting it down. But but uh, um, what, what are you trying to accomplish with what you're teaching and why are you playing the soccer game? Okay? Um, I think that's the issue. And look, I came across two teams this week that blew my mind, okay? Uh, One was Dominican, and the other was St. Paul's. I've always had respect for both of these programs, don't get me wrong, but those two teams lost the state title. However, wait till you hear, when we come back from our break, what the players had to say at the heat of the moment of the loss in the post-game interview, which I'm sure most of this stuff was not aired by the television broadcasters that were taping this with me. And I'm going to give you a chance to listen to it. And you tell me if these kids are champions or not. Okay. But first we're going to have a break on Monday night football. Your voice, your youth soccer. We'll see you after the break so we can pay some bills. Hello everybody. Welcome back to Monday night football. So, okay. Saturday, I interviewed uh, these three girls, okay, uh, uh, from Dominican, and I was just so impressed with them. They are Leighton Perkins, uh, Stella French, and Katie Tom or Kate Thompson. Okay, I want you to listen to what they had to say. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you my comment on it after it's over. Okay, so here it is. You hear it? This is in the moment of the other team's triumph. Um, just tell me, obviously, this one's a tough one. What has this season meant to y'all to get back here to the final? Like so you can talk about it. 
is something that I don't think the three of us could stand here and put in our work. Did y'all hear that? That can't be faked. All right. That is genuine, genuine uh, um, goodness, if you will. Um, Coach Silvis, I hope that you're listening. And of course, I'm, I might sound like I'm a homer because I coached you, but uh, but I've been coaching for a long time. And I, I don't know if I've ever had a, a team or many teams say that to me, you know? And, and to me, uh, that's worth three or four state championships right there. You might win a ring after a ring after a ring, uh, but your team might not ever say that, okay? For a team to say, did you see, did you hear him crack up and start to cry? Because I think it's, he started to understand that, that, yeah, they didn't win, but boy, has he won. Like, he might not even realize how much of an effect he's had on these girls and uh, and, and what an effect he's had as a coach. And w it w look at these girls, how much character they had. You heard all the noise in the background, all the cheering and everything. I mean, that you have to be there to understand. I've been there, lost a Jesuit 3 nothing uh, in 2002, and it is painful. I remember losing the state championship better than I remember 
remember winning it. Okay, it's just an uh, experience that you have to go through. Hopefully, you don't have to go through it. But if you go through it, he, uh, they can they'll attest. I'm not telling you a lie. It's it's hard because you have to you have to bring the team together, let them know that they did succeed. When all the world tells them that they didn't, and when all the stands are telling them that they didn't, because everybody's screaming and yelling and hollering for the other team, and then you have to show class and 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 uh, gratitude, and and um, you have to be magnanimous in it, and it's really hard to do unless you really are those things. You can't act that way, you know. And you really find out. I think uh, I see. I've been saying you a lot, but I really think. You find out whether or not a team has character or a person has character when they're at their worst. It's easy to be at your best when things are going good. It's hard to be at your best when things are going bad. And uh, we all want to marry people that can be at their best when things are going bad. We all want to raise children that could be that. Uh, we always we want to have teams, not just competitive athletic teams, but teams that we work with in the workplace that are like that. Okay, Not just bandwagon people. And uh, and these three young ladies obviously accomplished that through years and years and years of Dominican and Al Silva's uh, building that program. And look, it just wasn't them. I want you to also listen to um, St. Paul's. Like I've been watching uh, Coach Moser now for years win state championship after state championship, you know, and uh, uh, and and rightly so. But what I heard his two seniors, Caleb Nicolosi and Nate. Opied, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. What they had to say about the game at the end of the game in the same kind of situation, they lost one nothing to Catholic High, uh, um, uh, a team that's always been a rival of St. Paul's. And uh, uh, listen to what they had to say about their program and St. Paul's in general. Say that we didn't deserve it. 
Can you talk about continuing legacy? I mean, 11 straight finals appearances. Obviously, you'd like a win, but 11 straight finals appearances is impressive of itself. How are you guys able to get back here year after year? Uh, I'd say in those who we trust. Uh, he, he really, I, I think everyone always says Coach Moser's the GOAT, Coach Moser's this and that. But today was the true, not today, this year was the true testament showing me how great the coach is. COVID and injuries, we had so many complications within our team. And you can tell that man knows what he's doing. There's a big difference between a basic good coach and a good coach who knows how to get it done. And I think the Moser is gets it done versus basically coach. And I really felt it this year. So then they just talk to me just a little bit about the season overall, obviously it's a tough one, but what are you gonna remember from this year? Uh, yeah. Um I'm gonna remember all the guys. We all we all came together. Some of us were from JB, like this is my first year on the team. But we knew we could play at this level. So us coming all together, this is the closest I've ever been with any anybody, any team I've ever been. So all the guys coming together, all the hard work we put in, it, it teaches, it's life lessons too. I mean, you can't, you can't reteach this stuff. This is valuable stuff. Very good job. Very classy. Okay, and, uh, and and indeed, that was very, very classy. Okay, and um, uh, right, right in the middle, right in the middle of all of that, you know, um, um, let me get, let me turn this off. But right in the middle, right in the middle of all of that, uh, uh, you had the celebration going on. Right in the middle of all that, you had the celebration that Catholic High was probably having. Uh, I mean, Catholic High, we'll, we'll talk about them in the next show, uh, what they accomplished by winning this game. But but uh, those kids are saying those magnanimous things while all that was going on. And I'm going to tell you, as a, as a, as a coach of almost 40 years now, um, uh, to me that was the most impressive um, coaching job that Coach Moser has ever done. He's on his 600th victory. I think that loss was more victorious than any of his championships. I mean, he, we, we should have him on the show and see whether or not he agrees or disagrees. But uh, to have a kid be able to, in that much pain, say those kinds of things about their programs, uh, you, uh, you can't you can't fake that. And that means I, I watched those kids after they lost the game, looking at him into his eyes. Like usually when you lose a state championship game, a team that has no character falls apart. They're like pouting, crying, you know, drawing attention to themselves, throwing things on the ground, uh, not paying attention to the coach, blaming the coach, et cetera, et cetera. This team, when he was talking to them, he'd swear it was halftime and he was giving them instructions. Uh, they were looking at him intently, inattentive, like posturing, whatever. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you, Coach Moser, my hat's off to you. Uh, what an impressive, impressive uh, um, thing you've accomplished over there. And, of course, you know, I'd like to think that both you and Coach Silvis would give the greater glory to God in that regard, you know, because uh, we are in a Christian environment there, and that's really what we're trying to produce, at least uh, uh, being Christian role models for our kids. And I would say in Dominican and St. Paul's case, not saying that they were the only ones to have this. We'll talk about the winners next week, okay? But I want to make sure that these two cats know uh, how successful they were uh, in the way that their teams participated in, in this Division One state final. It was absolutely impressive and phenomenal, okay? 
Tell us what you think, okay? What were your favorite moments of state championship? You can leave comments at our Monday Night Football page uh, right below if you're listening to us on Monday Night Football. If you're listening to us on Crescent City Sports, you can message us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, okay, both on Twitter and on Facebook. That's our uh, – that's our um, – what is it, username or uh, call sign or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but that's how you can get in touch with us. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm glad we were able to have the show with you this week. And uh, and um, I pray that we'll continue now to bring this attitude that we got from the state playoffs in high school to the club season and that we continue to uh, improve. Um, and we're going to talk about the tactics that I saw, uh, the good things, the good, bad, and the ugly. Okay, but also the great and and the fantastic, not just the negative. It's all all easy to talk about the negative. So there's many positives I saw this week as well, and uh, and we're also going to talk about next week, uh, in the weeks following, the public private problem is a problem. Okay, uh, um, whether we have privileged kids on the field or all the kids on the field, whether the privileged kids have an advantage that really, uh, of course, privileged kids have advantages. I mean, we can't get around that. But but should the, should it be a systemic thing? That's like the key word of the summer. You know, should the system be con- conducive? to just letting the privilege succeed? Or are we trying to get the kids who are less privileged up on an equal playing field? Those are some major issues we're going to talk about uh, in the next couple of weeks. So this show is definitely not over for the season. we got four or five weeks to unpeel this, these onions, and we're going to unpeel them here on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And I uh, pray, pray for God's blessings upon you and your families. Carpe diem in Christ. And hopefully we'll see you next week on Monday Night Football. You voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Alan DeRitter. If you didn't know who was talking to you, I'm, I'm the coach at De La Salle and Soccer Innovations of America. And I wish you um, a great rest of the week.